Hey gang, Wabu here. Never a good thing when you hear me before the intro, but it turns out that in this episode I have to do a little bit of a disclaimer, because one of us, I'll let you decide who, recorded their audio through their computer mic and not through their actual external mic. So once again, one of us, I will let you decide who, sounds like they're on a fucking Skype call. Enjoy. Again. Welcome to another episode of Jesse and Wilder's Guide to Life. I'm Jesse. That over there is the fat Wabu you heard so much about. And we're here to uh, tell you about stuff. A couple of dangerous boys coming at you. Yes. And I think we just got to start off on a little bit of a different note today. Okay. I'm very nervous. Here's the thing, fam. Something you got to know about us. There's a sort of a situation that happens when you're dealing with two dangerous boys like ourselves. Oh, I do know what's coming. Yes, serve them up. Tell them what happens. If you are a hater. Oh, God, tell them. And you try to front. Yes. McGrath, what's going to happen to him if they try to front? You're going to get step two is what's going to happen. a bit of a hater today. Let's hear it. Jane Janesy. With the five-star review. We appreciate that five-star review. So we do appreciate the five-star review. C- cannot express that enough. But mostly, we got to step to the hater real quick. In Janesy's five-star review, Janesy said, never in a million years would I send Jesse and Fat Wabu my bit moji, which is, of course, a reference to Backward Star. <laughs> so shout out to Janesy making their way through the sludge. All the way in our back catalog. Yeah, a real one for that. They also said that we were millennials whining. We have never whined. Nah, never whined. I hate whining. I would never whine about anything. And I wear my millennialism as a badge of honor. So don't don't try and come into my mentions with that slur, because guess what? It's I take that slur and I turn it into slurry cane and I drink it up. You know what I would never send in a million years? Any love to Jane Z? Nah, except for the five-star review, I will send love for that. Do we step to the hater enough? <laughs> I think the hater's been stepped to. I mean, let's if we want to take it a step a step further with our stepping, we could say, Jane Z, guess what? You're a millennial. Okay? That's number one. Number two, you're fucking whining about our whining. What does that make you? A double whiner? A big wiener? A whiner rhymer? A wino. A fucking wino. What are you, a wine mom? One of those Facebook wine moms that has like 7 million followers? Oh, wine mom's also a good name for our podcast. Oh, fuck. All right, cut that one out. We can't let them know about wine moms coming soon. Please leave us five-star reviews. You can hate as long as you know you're going to get stepped to. And after that, devastating public debasing that we just gave to Jane Z. Do you have the gall to step to us? Yeah, I fucking dare you. I dare you to leave a five-star review where you step to us. Because you're going to get stepped right back to. So anyways, welcome to Wine Moms. On this episode of Wine Moms, we're going to be making a rubric for something that we all know and love in this world. And it's very topical because in less than a week, we will be watching The Big Game. The Big Game. The Big Game. We cannot say the real name because it's incredibly illegal to even speak of the Big Game's real name. Yes. The Superb Owl. Yes. And if you are going to watch it in a place, then why not a sports bar, I guess? It's funny that you said that we all know and love because I know many people that hate sports bars. Most people hate sports bars. (laughs) Unless you like sports. But I, when I said we know and love, I meant you and I. Yeah, correct. Okay. You know the rules on wine moms. I will say, as a wine mom, I do find a, a sports bar to be a great place to be when fun sports are on, unless it is a high, it's a big game, maybe even the big game, and my mm-hmm. team is participating. I want to be the farthest 
fucking away from a sports bar as I can be because it's too much. I don't want to hear anybody else. I just need to be in my own little stress ball at home. I know that's just a me thing, but I just got to be just me and my other wine moms, maybe. Have you ever been in a sports bar when your team won? No. Because that is magic, brother. It's so good. But lose. think about losing, though. Yeah, listen up, punks. We're going to make you a rubric, okay? We're going to create a rubric for the perfect sports bar. We're going to rank them in three different ways. The best it can be, that's very quite lit. The most medium it could be, that's very pretty good. And the worst it could be, that's very not quite lit. Where do we start? What category? I'm going to put activities for now. We could rename it if we want. Sure. Because, like, okay, so we're going to probably talk a lot about underdogs in San Francisco, I would imagine. That's a great sports bar that we've spent a lot of time in, spent a lot of our formative years in. Yeah. What the, One of the great things about underdogs, they got that little papa shot in the back. How about amenities? Oh, amenities. Oh, God. You love amenities. Dude, how good are amenities just in general? Oh, yeah. I mean. You check into a hotel, and it's like. You want to hear about the amenities? And I'm like, yes, please. I want to hear about those amenities. Tell me about the fucking amenities. God Christ right now. Okay, so uh, Papa Shot, I'm going to say very quite lit. I call it a super shot. You, everyone gets it. It's the basketball game. That's yeah, in the it's back a little, yeah, it's a little hoop shot. Great sports bar. Another clutch thing that U-Dogs does. I mean, we can't just talk about underdogs the whole time, but they got some of their tables are arcade. Ta- like it's a little Pac-Man machine, but it's oh, also a glass finish God. on the top. So you can eat off of it and play a little Paku Paku Man. Yeah, Paku Paku. Um, I'm just going to say arcade games in general, but that yeah. that Pac-Man gets a special shout out because I do love a pack table uh, because of the versatility. I also like Blarney Stone. I, that counts as a sports bar, right? It's a Michigan bar <laughs> for some reason. Shuffleboard, baby. Would like food be an amenity i think it is because otherwise amenities is just going to be fucking games because you have your standard pub grub and that's i think standard pub grub goes for very pretty good yeah because some you need like old reliable right like sometimes you want a fish and chips sometimes you want fried uh broccoli <laughs> yes yes standard pub grub there's a sports bar downtown la they have a a sandwich like a little it's subway style in the corner a little sandwich counter made to order sandwiches see that i like i like uh how about it's so good how about Food with a claim to fame. Okay. I feel like, uh, you know, it's not standard pub grub. It's got like, you know, like a, like that sandwich thing you just said is a good one. Or like I the fucking, this isn't so much the food, but at Underdogs, the salsa is so mm. fucking good. That roasted, mm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and they got that secret hot sauce. Actually, secret hot sauce, it's a bonus point for sure. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to say literally secret sauce because yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> Very not quite lit. I don't. A fork and knife food. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, don't don't be like, oh yeah, wait, do you, do you want the meatloaf? No, I don't want the meatloaf. Stupid loop. A steak. Something that happens. I don't know how how it go in uh in L. A. But I would say that in San Francisco and New York, I, it's a very pretty good thing to me. A lot of places are like, oh, just order food from the place next door. I'm medium to that because that's, that's yeah, that's very pretty good. I think you've you've added a you've added a step for me. However, that food is probably dank. And it gives me some more choices. Yeah, I like when sometimes you get into a place and they just got menus all over the all over the bar. Right. And it's like, right. here's all the places that deliver. I just hate that because delivery takes so much foresight, which I feel like we've talked about so many times about how we have no foresight Well, which at we all. have none of. So delivery is like, ooh, I'm kind of hungry. What are we thinking? Wings? Great. 75 minutes. Oh, well, fuck. How about, you know what? I want to change this up a little bit. Go for it. I'd like to do a category for food at a sports bar. Okay. And I'm going to go, I'm sorry, very pretty good is wings. Because they get all over your fingies, brother. But then go to the bathroom. Who has the time? I wings, I get. I feel, I, that's Do a... Do you want them 
fingies covered in sauce the whole time? Mm, 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 mm. Yes. I'm, I think they're not covered in sauce the whole time. You get a thousand napkins and then you go take a dip in the sink when you're done and wash them all off. I mean, it's fine. I'll put very pretty good, but this is a that's a wilder. How about okay? So like sandwiches, I feel like pretty good. Very quite lit. Yeah. I mean, anything that's like, I would say like food with a claim to fame kind of covers it a little bit in terms of like yeah. the burritos at underdog sandwiches at that place. Like if there's a, you know, I don't, Oh no, I don't want to betray ourselves. Go on. Is soup very not quite lit at a sports bar? Oh, so, okay. Look, we're men with refined palates. We are sons of soup. You guys We're sons of soup. It is soup season 20. Just a quick little vacation to soup season. Our hottest new segment. What kind of soups you've been jamming on lately? Oh, you know, I, I texted you the other day when I was, I just scorched through some of that, uh, wild rice and chicken cream of oh. wild rice and chicken soup at Panera. Yeah, and baby. Yeah, baby. Chelsea made a big old batch of, uh, beef stew oh, that I yeah, feasted baby. on a little bit earlier this week. Real mm. hearty. Mm. 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 What you got for me, brother? I had a hot and sour last week. Ooh! Anyways. <laughs> Damn. Shit. Okay. That concludes our soup season. So soup, but soup is a horrible thing at a sports bar. It's just like high spill. Yeah. You look like a fool eating it. You got to really focus on soup. You can't really like absentmindedly eat soup, right? Like you can't like look at the TV and then take a little spoonful, bring it up to your mouth. So very quite lit. I'm going to put low focus food. Yeah. Fries to me. Yeah. Ultimate very quite lit. Yeah. Uh, shareable, mm-hmm. I feel like, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fries and tots. I got something for amenities that I got to put in very not quite lit. Go on. When, like, it's a sports bar. So you know, like you said, but this is part of the thing, right, is, like, sports bars serve a specific purpose. It's not a regular bar. Mm-hmm. You obviously have to have TVs. You should probably have food because people are going to be there a while. Correct. I'm going to say regular bar bathrooms. I need you to step your game up. Not not a one-person bathroom. Not a one. Underdog's got a nursery bathroom. Oh, it's, ho- it's always wet. It's one of those one. What's with that? I don't know. Always wet. I'm, I have, I think this is an amenity that I want to put in here. I'm going to shout out. This bar I'm talking about in New York, Finnerty's, is the Bay Area sports bar. Something they do that is so choice. This might actually be a bonus point. You can let me know. Mm-hmm. They are really great about fading between music and game audio when the game goes to commercial. So oh. we get to hear like commentary and like all of that shit. But then when commercials come on, they fade right back into music. And, like, it's pretty... That's money. Yeah, it's pretty consistent. I don't, do you think that's a an amenity, or should I just put that as a bonus point? I would say bonus point, because that's... I've never heard of that, but it's a good one. Yeah. You Also, give me sound on. But the the problem... Don't give me those subtitles that are always, like, 100 years behind on a... I don't... If it's a sports bar, I want to hear the even, sound. Even with the commercials? I'm here, to, I'm here for the game. I want that sound. I think that's very pretty good, because then you're going to get commercials... And, like, sometimes it's just fucking... But I don't care about that. That's when you chat. Right. It's a loud bar. But don't you also feel that that's... Sometimes it's annoying to hear, like, Chris Collinsworth be like, well, you know, on that throw... I'll give you that. Very pretty good. How about um, allegiance to a specific team for Very Quite Lit? Uh, A a loyalty. That's Very Quite Lit for you. You want that? That's good? Yeah. I have a... I have a a very not quite lit for this one, I think. Uh Uh-huh. When a bar charges for, like, big games or pay-per-view. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I've never heard of that. Where I've seen it the most is, like, if a bar is showing, like, a fight. fight? Yeah, and they'll be like... That's the whole reason people go to bars, I thought, is because they don't want to pay for it. (laughs) Right, and I'm going to sit in there and they're... And, like, one time I, I was trying to go to a bar in San Francisco to watch, like, the Rugby World Cup at, like, mm-hmm. noon. 
And they were like, well, we had to buy this extra sports package to get it. So it's $20 to get in and a two drink minimum. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. How much was that sports package? Like, right. And you have, and like, and the bar was packed. So even if no one had paid, like everyone there is getting a picture. Like, that's crazy to me. No, no, no. But I do like, and I think this goes in the same category, game-based happy hour slash specials. Mm, love that. Game-based specials, absolutely. At Underdogs, they'll do a, th- a thing where war- during Warriors games, it's like every time they hit a three, which ha- <laughs> in their prime, it was happening every fucking 10 seconds or something. It was like dollar shots or some shit like that. Ooh, there was this bar in my neighborhood when the Lakers were in the playoffs, they would do, if you got a beer, they would give you a small free personal pizza. That's going into bonus points. We're going to have a lot of bonus points for this one. Free personal pizza. That's pretty much a bonus point for every single rubric we'll do ever in the future. Lots of space. Very quite lit. Yeah, I think that goes into bar quality, if that's what we're going to call it. Mm-hmm. Mad Dog in the Fog, which is like a rugby slash soccer bar in San Francisco. That's like a huge bar that has a pool table and a back patio. And they have like multiple projector screens. It's just a much more pleasant viewing experience for sure. How about bonus points? A bartender that hooks it up. Well, yeah, I think that's any bar, but yeah, I'll I'll give that. I really appreciate when the staff is committed to the fact that it's a sports bar too. Like, you ever been to a sports bar where all of the everything around is sportsy, and then the bartender is just like some regular dude that's like, oh, I don't know, is the game on? Like, doesn't really give. A, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes you go to a sports bar, it's clearly a sports bar. There's like memorabilia on the walls, the fucking TVs are on, but they're just the bartender or whoever's working there is like not into it or like rolls their eyes when everyone cheers like is that the giants won that year the bartenders at underdogs got up on the bar busted out a bunch of bottles of tequila and started pouring them into people's open mouths sure of a certain health code violation Uh, that's what i would call a committed staff highly committed let me hit you with a very not quite lit guy rooting for both teams well yeah sure (laughs) boston fan correct That very same year that I got that seat at the bar, there was a dude next to me. Uh, it was Lakers Celtics finals. He was wearing a jersey that was half Lakers, half Celtics. So like the front half. Where do you even get like such a, a nonsense? The back was like a Kevin Garnett. I don't know. I hated it so because at first I was like, okay, Celtics guy, and then he turned around. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much, much worse. Much worse. I got so I love a rival. Like rivalries are great. They're one of the things that make sports so wonderful. Yes. And I've had situations where I've been like posted up at a Lakers Celtics game, and it's there have been Boston fans, and I've had like me on the other side where we're both having fun talking shit, but it's all in fun. I've also had not that. I've also had guy who is legit trying to start some shit, <laughs> and that guy got to go. That guy got to go. Okay, so for very quite lit, I think a a fun oh bandwagon fan. Give me bandwagon fan and very not quite lit, please. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of. Here's the problem with sports bars. This is what we're learning right now, but we already knew the the true undoing of sports bars are, is the clientele. Absolutely, very pretty good. I'm gonna put wants to actually start shit. Only because it's only not the worst for me because you know I'm always trying to get into a scrap. I'm da- I'm da- I'm so down. What about a physical fight in very pretty good? What okay, do you think about that. Yeah, no, I'm interested in it. <laughs> a real fight, a real fist fight. <laughs> I kind of want a. Well, you know what I mean. You know, it has to build naturally, but I think like it's appropriate in any situation. A fist fight. <laughs> Is what I've always been known to say. Appropriate in any situation. That's a great point. (laughs) 
What do we think about? I hate. I got another very not quite lit for clientele. Jeez, everyone in a sports bar sucks. The armchair <laughs> analyst, the worst. But he's just there to. Oh, we had that fucking yes. bozo at the Giants game that we went to that one time. Yes, I that is, that the is exact... also the same Giants game that we drank an entire bottle of Ocart and then walked home. <laughs> no, that was the flug tog. We did that, baby. That wasn't even a oh, game. That was flug tog, dude. Did we walk all the way back home? <laughs> yes, we walked a goddamn. 10 mile back to fucking Excelsior. We had this really cool thing that we used to do in college, guys. It was so fucking cool. You don't understand where we would just drink Ocart all the time um, yeah. because we hated it and we thought it would be funny if we drank it constantly. Yeah, we drink it. It's rum, by the way, and we wouldn't, a lot of times we wouldn't even cut it with anything. No. Anyways, back to the original story. Someone will lean over and be like, well, you know, in week 12, that dude actually scored three touchdowns against the same team. That, oh, like you're talking about like mega boring stats. Yes. Or, or just like. No, thank you. Or shit that everyone already knows because we've watched one second of Sports Center building up to it, you know? Like, I'm thinking like big game yeah. shit. Yeah. Like a playoff game where it's like. Mm-hmm. The same stat that every single segment has led with where it's like, well, you know, uh, Tim Duncan against the Mavericks, if he's got he's averages a double double and like every single person has ever said that because they've been building up to this series for the last three days. And he says that stat. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I do know because I also watched the pregame and the postgame last week and all this other shit. Like, I just don't need it. 100 percent pass occurrences. Very quite lit. High fives with strangers. Would you agree? Oh, my favorite. Yeah, it's very powerful. It's if you never high fived a stranger for like good reason. Obviously, it's tough because you do need some sort of consent, whether it be eye contact or not, because otherwise you no, just no. But like you get that first the big game just started. First point, you get that first high five with that stranger. You guys know mm-hmm. you're basically dating now. Big time. Yes, you're in a high five relationship. Correct. with this person for the next three hours. Oh. Uh, Yes. Especially at the game. I mean, that's a whole different thing, but yes, at the game, high fives to spare. They're going around everywhere. At the game is a whole different conversation for a different day, but I'm high fiving my whole section. I'm running up and down the, yeah. the fucking bleachers, just screaming and hollering and hooting and whatnot. How about very not quite lit? Power outage. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Power outage at a key moment. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's definitely happened to me. Has it? Oh yeah. I mean, can I get a real obvious one for occurrences? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My team win and then my team lose. And then maybe, like, it's a tie for <laughs> <laughs> If you're watching uh, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid-ass soccer. Yeah, NFL has ties sometimes, too. And that's... Bonus points isn't soccer. Okay, yeah. Not a, not a soccer. I don't care for that soccer. The field is too big or the players are too small. Yeah, it's one of them. Maybe both. You ever think about that? Maybe both. You know what I kind of like uh, for his clientele? An old dude. Oh, sure. And he's got, like, a, he's got like a jacket from, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. And his pretty cool memorabilia on Yeah, him. and and they win the big game, and you could like a maybe a tear starts to well up in his eyes because like they haven't won. Yeah, he takes one last sip of his of his O'Doul's, and he's on his way. And then he just dies in the street with the oh happiness. yeah, just evaporates like a Jedi. He's one with the Force, and just turns right into dust. And his clothes just fall in a pile at the floor. Yep, it turns out then the bartender's like you know wiping it down you're like who was that guy and they're like what guy and you're like barney at the end of the bar and they're like barney barney's been dead for 30 years (laughs) Uh uh-oh the bar is haunted that's a bar quality it's going in there (laughs) haunted what do we think about haunted haunted gotta be very pretty good i think we've talked about haunted before and i think it'll always we have we talked about this for italian yes and it'll (laughs) be in very pretty good until it's not i'm gonna say opposite team bar 
very pretty good. Like being in like enemy territory, like watching the Lakers play the Warriors at a Lakers bar for me. Yeah, for example, there's this like one of the biggest sports bars in L.A. is a Kansas City bar. People would be going there for the superb owl anyways. Right. If I go into the enemy's nest and my identical twin, Jimmy G, pulls out a win. Right. Do I want to be there? Kinda. Yeah, only a little Will bit. Will I get torn limb from limb like Dylan Moran and Shaun of the Dead, perhaps? Yeah, maybe a little bit. So for then for Barkwell... Will it be worth it? Who's to say? I got another very not quite lit for clientele. Uh-huh. Uh, how about the people, and it's, it's always definitely more than one, how about the people that are there not to watch the game? What are y'all doing here? Because you are acting like a bunch of dickheads. Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a, a very not quite lit clientele. Okay, hit me. Sports ball people. Okay, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go tell the audience what a sports ball is, what a sports ball person. Sports ball person is someone who takes such great pleasure in not caring about sports that they use the term sports ball to describe all kinds of sports and they it's it's really like a i'm better than you thing yeah and it's just like what do you i get there's not really a great way to like paint the picture of here's what the alternative it is but i'll give you an example go ahead I used to know this guy who loved Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Strike one. Okay. He loved Buffalo Wild Wings so much that he would ask me, are the Lakers doing their game today? Because I don't want to be with all the sports ball fans. <laughs> Wait, so he he liked Buffalo Wild Wings but didn't like sports? Uh, he did not like sports. He loves Buffalo Wild Wings so much. And what? to the point where he like, obviously could have Googled the Lakers' schedule, but he wanted to like let me know that he... <laughs> He knows so little about sports that he just calls it sports ball. Unreal that you would go to Buffalo Wild Wings for something other than the fact that they have 75 TVs. Yeah. I got a a clientele that goes into very pretty good, and it's very specific to one experience I had. Go on, then. I was at Finnerty's, and I was watching a regular season Diners game, and there was also the last uh, Giants game of the season. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and with my friend, and then a voice from behind me goes, Jesse? And I turned, and he said, Jesse McGrath? And I was like, mm-hmm. yes. And he was like, it's me, TJ from sixth grade. Oh. This man who I do not remember, which is TJ, was, just happened to be in New York at this bar, and he recognized me somehow, even though he has not seen me since I was 12 years old. I have a giant beard now. Sure. I want to have a very pretty good... An old acquaintance, specifically. What about the old acquaintance are you not vibing with? Well, I'm there for a purpose, and it's not to catch up. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. And so Tej was just trying to chat it up? You know, he wasn't actually that bad, but it just, like, there was just, like, this, now I have this internal conflict of, like, I feel like I should be turning around and being like, dude, what have you been up to? And I just don't want to, because I'm here to watch two different games. I see what you're saying. It's not a time to catch up, unexpectedly. You're there... For the superb owl. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna put very pretty good conversations about things other than the sport or game. What do we feel about that? Very pretty good because, like, I'm gonna want to talk about maybe something else. Definitely. I'm not for clientele. Very not quite lit. Your friends that don't like sports who are like, I'll just come, and then they want to talk about other shit. You know what I mean? That's like another reason why I don't go is to sports bars is because I feel like I have a lot of friends who are just like only passively engaged in sports, and I don't want to force them to come to a a thing, you know, and especially one where I'm not going to pay close attention to them. Mm-hmm. A- occurrences, How- a date. I would say a date. Oh, that's very not quite lit. But what if, 
what if you're on a date with somebody who's like that? You don't think that'd be an opportunity for a little fun, little fun and flirty if they're like maybe a fan of the rival team? That would be fun and flirty. Another podcast title of ours. Yeah. I mean, I guess a little fun and flirty date is what I think. Like it could be like a. Oh, how about occurrences? Maybe just like rather than a date, a meet cute. What the fuck is that? You know, about meet cute, a meet cute. No, what is that? What are you saying? Meet cute, meet cute, meet cute, meet cute. Are you saying meet cube? Meet. Cute. I'm putting meat cube on here. When the boy, when the boy and the girl meet in a romantic comedy, that's the meat cute. You know, they bump into each other at Starbucks. Oh, so it's sort of a, a sort of a heteronormative thing. It's got to be in a boy and a girl. Absolutely, in my Donald Trump's America, only boys and girls. It's a heteronormative meat cube. Uh, do not write heteronormative meat cube. <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> it cannot be deleted. But like, you know what I mean? Rather than a date, it's like, what if the two of you meet? Sure. Occurrences. I got a bad one for you. When you have to ask the bartender to change it to your game. Oh my God. And it's like, what are we even doing here? Here I am in Los Angeles asking you to play up some playoff Dodgers and you've got an avalanche game on the TV. (laughs) Yeah. That always fucks me up hard. The bartender's always like, well, I got to ask the fucking guy in the corner who requested it. And the guy looks at me like I'm the villain. Yes, it's always some fucking cheese dick yeah. in the corner that's like, oh, well, he wanted to watch this uh, 1987 Olympic replay, so I gotta ask him. For- Even worse, the bartender, rather than saying I gotta ask, the bartender says, you gotta ask. Oh! I did not come here for this. Oh my god, don't you know that it took all of my courage to ask you? I cannot ask a, a stranger. <laughs> yeah, I am fresh out of courage. The well is dry. Oh boy. Oh jeez. Or when they don't know how, you ask them and they're like, well, the t- the channels are just on when I come in. And you're like, what? <laughs> 75 TVs in here. How about very not quite lit? Uh, table service? Oh, you don't like table service. Mm, it just, I feel like it takes forever. Okay. Uh, well, can we put it medium then? Because, I mean, yeah. table service it is, is nice. Yeah, I guess it's nice to not have to go to the bar, but I feel like usually most of the time it's like one fucking server who's got the whole damn yeah. bar. Yes, I agree with that fully. Clientele, this one's kind of obvious, but like person that is far too drunk. Well, sure. Specifically, I will see someone that is drunk in like the, like shit-faced in the third quarter. And it's like, oh, brother, you got a lot of time left. Oh, remember Airhorn guy? Okay, well, obviously, that's the worst person. Tell him about Airhorn Guy quickly before I become the Hulk. At the Blarney Stone, what we've referenced, the Michigan bar, there was this dude that would show up more than once with a fucking air horn. And that's all you need to know. No, that's not all you need to know, because he he tried to frame me. Do you recall that? (laughs) I forgot about that. I thought that's what you were going to say. Obviously, Airhorn Guy, my mortal enemy... Because Airhorn guy came over while I was like playing fucking foosball or something. I forgot all about that. And flooped his fucking airhorn right by me. And then the bartender <laughs> came over and was like, hey, don't do the airhorn. I was like, that wasn't me. I didn't do it. She was like, whatever, just don't do it again. And then he did it again. And she was like, seriously, I'm go- we're going to have to ask you to leave. And I was like, I swear to God, I'm not Airhorn guy. <laughs> More than anything on my life. And I remember like six other people being like, he's not Airhorn guy. It's not him. Airhorn guy, I can still see just the soulless red eyes. <laughs> red eyes? Yeah, he was a demon and a shapeshifter. He looked like Christopher Lloyd from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, Ooh, occurrences. This is dumb that we took this long. I have a great one. Something historic happens in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A no-hitter. A fucking a team ends a championship drought like the Giants did. Yeah, a record's broken. Some some player sets the single-game record for scoring or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's one of those, like, if you're a sports fan, like, you remember where you were when. Absolutely. That's the good good. Can I give you a bonus point? Yeah. Uh, one that you will obviously love. If it's Olympics season, oh every oh sports God. bar, good oh sports bar. You understand? Oh all of them. Ooh, all of them. Gang, the Olympics can't come soon enough. Oh, they're coming. They're, they're right around the fucking corner, baby. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking pregnant for the Olympics. Yeah, I'm incredibly horny for the Summer Olympics. If you don't if y'all don't know about this, you're going to hear about it for the next 8 years. I like when I go in and like there's some a little bit of obscure sports on. I mean that's I mean that's the Olympic specialty to me, right? Right. You turn it on, you try to figure it out. Fucking handball in the Olympics is wild. It's Quidditch. Oh, they're they are, they get turned the fuck up. They're wilding out there. Do we have any other good clientele other than fun and earnest rivalry and old homie? What about, like, if we're doing a real wish list here, what about, like, a legendary player from that team from the past? Oh. Oh, my God, James Worthy's here. Right, okay. Let's, He's just in the corner watching. Legendary player, obviously. Can I hit you with, like, a realistic one that's that's honestly insane? <laughs> yeah. Um. Not even realistic. How about <laughs> – this is wild because this actually happened to me – a player that that played in the game that you just watched. Uh, how how is it, how is that going to work out? So, I I went to a Santa Cruz Warriors game, which is like a G League. It's like an NBA, the Warriors NBA G League affiliate, and they beat the Oklahoma City G League affiliate. And after the game got out, we went to the sports bar across the street just to like get some dinner and watch you know whatever actual sports were on. And the the dude that scored like the most points off the bench for that team walked into the fucking bar like it was no big deal, like literally right across the street from the stadium. Obviously, got a hero's welcome. Of course. This also seems like an obvious one, but for amenities, the more TVs, the better. Yes. More TVs, the better. Absolutely. There should be no angle in a sports bar where I can't see a TV. So that's just I would that would be amenities. I real I feel like. What's the sign above the roost? Oh yeah, big TV. Big TV gonna be very pretty good. I put no TVs, radio only for very not quite lit. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's pretty pretty rough. How about just like near other stuff too? Because once that game is over and oh, your team won yeah. and you're feeling particularly froggy, because you do want to leave regardless of if you're in like the best sports bar you've ever been in as soon as the game's over it's like cool where are we going now one that i think is uh is medium uh the re- i i kind of don't like a regular no it's i so i see what you're saying the regular i don't want the sad regular you know what i mean yes yes i like a like a nice like oh that's john dude john's always here john rules yeah like old guy john i don't want Old, the old guy who's a ghost at the end of the bar, that's great. Yeah, I don't want, like, the depressing, like, oh, he's here. He's a, only a regular because he's an alcoholic and he's got nothing in his life. I don't need that. I think something that fucks me up is that the only people that that guy ever talks to is, like, the bartenders and the bouncer. So it's like not like he... Or anyone unfortunate enough to sit next to him. Yeah, but not... He doesn't have, like, real friends. It bums me out. So can, can I put... Yeah, it's a big bummer. So is that then... So he's not even a two. That's a one. That's a full one. Bummer barfly. That's a one. I got one more. Oh, okay. What about a family? Where do we put a family in terms of clientele? Very not quite lit. I don't need them. I'm loud. I'm drinking. I'm saying some of the bad words that I'm, I'm want to say. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? How sometimes there'll be, like, a table that's got a kid at it, and you're yeah. like, why'd you bring a... Yeah, you bring... get that kid out of here. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for listening to a particularly tight, not very funny episode of Wine Moms. 
Yeah, well, wine mom. The that's the thing with wine moms is sometimes you get the funny wine mom and she's cracking jokes uh-huh. and she's making witty observations and she's like, I've balanced my family and my work life. It's crazy. And sometimes she's like, I'm sad because I drink so much god fucking damn wine. What's the most ironic thing about this is that we chose to do this because we tried to be topical and we we're like, this is what we should do. Something topical. That'll make the podcast better. Oh, mark my words. You will never get another topical fucking topic out of us. It will never happen (laughs) again. We really forced it. We were like, what are we going to do? Super Bowl party. Maybe we could do something like the big game in general. Super Bowl commercials is something that got thrown out there. We settled on this. It's done. I'm sorry. Big game commercials. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We're not made of money. We cannot pay those fees. Yeah. Bleep it out. Well, thank you for listening. Big thanks to Adam Faye for the art. And also congratulations to Adam Faye because he just announced that he is working on the Cuphead show on Netflix, which is so tight. Yeah. Uh, also, double congratulations to Adam Faye because he and his wife just bought themselves a condo. Damn, dude. That guy has a fucking way cooler life than we do. Who doesn't? Well, that's a big fact. Big showing in Sweden this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sweden, my homeland. We're huge in Sweden, baby. And once again, just truly kicking the shit out of everyone. Portland, Oregon. PDX. However, what what a coup. This is an interesting twist. Do you know who's number two this week? Go on. Kansas City. Okay. I, that. What an interesting turn of events that this would be here on our big game episode. Is an incredibly horrible omen that... I'm going to actually choose to ignore. Kansas City with over double the listenership of San Francisco. A terrible omen. Dark shadow has just been cast across me and my whole life. Oh my god, the ghosts of the Chiefs are here. Fuck me. To put a curse on our big game episode. Oh, not the big game. Why did you even read these statistics, you fucking bastard? You goddamn necromancer? Uh, Thank you all for listening. This has been Wine Moms. We'll catch you next week. Yeah. Love you. Love you more. I said I love you.